cataclysmic end-time events recorded in God's Word will begin very soon. More than print on a page, they are prophetic realities. The final act of human history is about to begin, and Dr. Rod Parsley wants you to be equipped. Discover when key events surrounding the Antichrist will take place when you read today's free offer, the exciting book, The Final Roar. You receive the correct answers when you ask the right questions. Call now, text Final Roar to the number on your screen, or visit rodparsley.com. This limited offer is our free gift to you. Request The Final Roar today. Hello, this is Shana Wilson-Williams for Valor Christian College. Two great passions in my life are music and seeing young people grow into the calling God has placed on their lives. Here at Valor Christian College, you can earn a bachelor's degree in music in an atmosphere of worship, a unique place where the anointing is passed down from generation to generation, led by one of the great generals of the faith, Dr. Rod Parsley. Take my advice, learn all you can about Valor Christian College, the school of the spirit, where world changers are made. And visit valorcollege.edu today. What a joy to welcome you to another faith-building Jesus exalting edition of your breakthrough today. Almighty God purposes in his heart to impart not only faith to you, but hear me, mountain moving faith. You not only possess it, you and I are called to steward that faith. You know, the concept of stewardship is all but forgotten in so much of today's church culture. As Christians, we've been blessed with the gift of faith but we've also been given the responsibility, as I said, to steward it, to protect it, to guard over it. You and I have the responsibility to protect, to promote the anointings, the revelations, the spiritual impartations of our legacy. As my mentor, Dr. Lester Sumrall taught me, faith is simply knowing God. That acknowledgement ignites a passionate fire in our spirit that drives us to ensure that others know him as we do. That's the central theme of my message today. It's from my series, Faithful. Praise God. Anybody ready for a faith fill up? I said, is anybody ready for a faith fill up? Grab your Bible, turn it to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Now, when? Faith is now. Now is faith. God never leaves the present tense. He is not the God of the past. He is not the God of the future. There is no future to God. He is always in the perfect present tense. That's how he never ages. Now, in the biblical sense, is at this time, in this season, in this moment, watch the bouncing preacher, henceforth and hereafter. Because the prophet in your Bible and mine declared what God does, he does forever. Did he ever heal you? Then it's never coming back. No, this affliction shall not arise a second time. Get on the word, somebody. 
Now faith is the substance, the tangibility of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not perceived with your natural senses. What the devil going to do with somebody that knows they shall be healed, they shall be blessed, the burden shall be lifted, the victory shall come. I dare you to praise him right up in here right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not perceived with the natural senses. I'm trying to give you a fill up. Shout, fill me up. We are stewards, say that word. That's a Christian word, you know, stewards. That means one who takes care of, one who stands guard over as one used to their virgin daughters. I wish you'd shout. We're stewards of the experiences and the revelations and the impartations and the anointings of our legacy, meaning those people that went before us, because no anointing, yoke-destroying, burden-removing anointing ever leaves the earth. Whatever anointing was, still is. It's just waiting on an Elisha, watching Elijah go up and pick up that mantle. And every generation, it multiplies in power. No vision, no revelation, no instruction, no experience of our spiritual parents should ever fail to reverberate throughout our lives and throughout the church. I live by faith because my spiritual father dug a well of faith. His name was Dr. Lester Summerall in our first meeting. He said to me, would you like to know what faith is? I said, yes, sir. He said, faith is simply knowing God. Do you? Do you know him or do you know about him? Are you living in your encounter, your experience, or are you shouting about somebody else's revelation of him? Don't you think it's time you got your own? Well, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 says, Remember your leaders, for it was they, I'm talking to you Austin Chandler, this is a good message for your 30th birthday. For it was they who brought you the word of God, and considering the result of their conduct, the outcome of their godly lives imitate their faith. Say, I'm an imitator. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16 says, the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Write this down somewhere. You can never have Abraham's blessing with the Thomas kind of faith. If you got to see it, touch it, hear it, smell it, that's not faith. Faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for. Now, Genesis chapter 26, verse 18. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, 
which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines, their enemies, had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. That anointing, that revelation, that power, that knowledge of God lay dormant. From the beginning of time, fathers and families, cities and nations have fought off armed intruders whose goal was to plunder and pollute their most precious commodity. What would that be, you think? Their supply of fresh water. The situation we find ourselves in this very morning mirrors the crisis faced by the patriarch Isaac, the father like us of a generation in transition. He being the second in line of the ancient patriarchs, Isaac surveyed the scene and he surmised that a stopped up well could neither satisfy thirst nor sustain life. Seventy years earlier, his father Abraham, the father of our faith, dug wells to supply water for his flocks, for his family, for his fields. Dr. Lester Sumrall dug a well and demonstrated the power of the Holy Ghost of deliverance over every work of the devil and the demon hordes of hell. To those that dug, to those that dug, living, life-giving wells by faith, we owe a great, great, great debt of gratitude. We owe our very lives to the apostle and the prophet, to the evangelist and the pastor and the teacher, to every martyr and every reformer, to every scholar and translator, to every composer and to every missionary and Sunday school teacher. After redigging the wells of his father, Isaac dug a new well. He called it Rehoboth, the open place. Like a mighty roaring wave of the ocean. If you and I will simply go back, if we will simply return to the discarded values of the past, we'll be propelled forward. Down through the birth canal of Father God and Mother Time to our own Rehoboth, to our open place, as God Almighty gives birth to a brand new kind of faithful believer that the devil and this perverse culture have never had to deal with. You may have been pushed down, pushed back. You may have been pushed aside. But this very day, in the name above every name, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose I am and whom I serve, I declare and decree by faith that by the power of the glorious Holy Ghost of God, you are about to break through every line of Satan's defense. Every sickness, every sin, every demon, depravity, disease, into a place of overwhelming triumph, into a life of robust and rugged, strong and sturdy, vigorous and victorious, great faith. Shout, it's mine. Well, I have no doubt that the plight of Isaac, his response to a truly desperate situation, touched your heart of compassion 
as it did mine when I brought it. Isaac's father Abraham had provided abundant resources of life-giving, life-sustaining water, but that supply had been stopped up by Isaac's adversaries. He knew that to survive in a dry and thirsty land, he would need to set up a homestead. He would need to redig the wells of living water that his father Abraham had dug. The restoration of now antiquated aqueducts required action. Isaac had to identify his adversary and then he had to sow a seed. Well, this Christmas season, starving children and their dying families in South Sudan, our brothers and sisters in Christ, are facing the unimaginable challenge of attempting to survive in a similar dry, thirsty, unforgiving land. You may have read in the news that Sudan their neighbor to the north, is in the throes of a military coup that has cut off or delayed port shipments of much-needed survival food. Mothers hold their crying children at night, afraid that war will return at any moment. Tears stream down their cheeks and off their chin at the thought of abuse, forced labor, human trafficking. This Christmas in South Sudan, more than 300,000 children are on the brink of starvation. Did you hear me? I spoke slowly. It's so tragic. They're weak, barely able to hold up their own heads the gnawing pangs of hunger keep them awake at night. They're sick. They're afraid. You know, it's always the children, unfortunately, that you and I know suffer more than anyone else. Your children, my children, your grandchildren will certainly be blessed this Christmas. We'll make sure of that. But let me ask you to remember the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of families. You know, they're no different than yours and mine, except they're dying. They're starving. I know it's a long way away, but I pray it will come close to your heart today. I know they're in South Sudan, but, but for the grace of God, they'd be in your own home. And that's why I'm asking you with all of my heart to immediately help me rush 100,000 life-sustaining meals to the desperate, the lost, the forgotten in South Sudan. Now, wonderful, generous friends of our Bridge of Hope ministry have established a $40,000 emergency matching challenge fund. That means with your support, we can help a starving child not only survive, but thrive. Your generous gift of $48 will double in its impact and feed not only one family, but two. Some 
perhaps even you, would help me today help four families with a most generous gift of $96. I believe you're in the Christmas giving spirit, especially to those who have nothing. Precious lives are hanging in the balance and there's just not a moment to wait. Please call the number on your screen before this matching challenge ends on November 29th. This Christmas, you and your family can come together in unity, in compassion. Imagine helping 100 families. This matching challenge makes it possible when you sow a Bridge of Hope gift of $2,400. Every Christmas gift doubles to help provide emergency food for starving children and their dying families. So please call now or give securely at rodparsley.com. You can also write to me, but please, we're on a deadline, so don't delay. I know your spirit is stirred to become a beacon of hope this Christmas season. More than four million young girls and boys are desperate and dying in South Sudan. The horrific humanitarian crisis is far greater than last year. More than 300,000 children are inching closer to death from famine and severe malnutrition. We must rush life-saving food to the families of South Sudan as quickly as possible. Today, the Bridge of Hope $40,000 Matching Challenge will double the impact of your gift through November 29th. $48 doubles to feed two families. A generous gift of $96 doubles to feed four families. For a limited time, a gift of under $1,000 will help feed 40 families in South Sudan. Help as many families as possible survive this famine. This limited $40,000 matching challenge must end on November 29th. Call, write, or give safely online now before it's too late to save the starving children of South Sudan. Behind each statistic is the face of a precious child that you can help save. Call now. We're here 24 hours a day. Or give online at rodparsley.com. In the most critical hour of church history, the fight you and I face to reopen the ancient wells of our fathers is unprecedented in proportion and importance. We find ourselves facing a formidable foe. To succeed, we must clearly identify our enemy. We must also unveil his tactics. We must realize that this is a prophetic hour of spiritual, watch me, confrontation. The church that claims to uphold the claims of Christ and yet condemns confrontation is just a social club that wants rain with no thunder and lightning. They long to avoid the devil's demilitarized zone by avoiding confrontation at any cost. We are engaged at this very moment in an eternal combat with a relentless, desperate, unseen spiritual force. Your Bible says a lot about wells. It was at a well in the deserts of Beersheba that Hagar and Ishmael were delivered from death. 
At Jacob's well, Jesus talked to a Samaritan woman, offered her living water for which she'd never, ever thirst again. It was at a well near the pool of Bethesda where the waters were troubled by an angel. And the first to step in was immediately made whole of their torment and their plague. Blood from the daily sacrifices on Temple Mount was washed down the Kidron Valley and into the Dead Sea by a stream in the bottom of the Kidron Valley, the pool of Gion, the virgin's fount. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28. Do not remove the ancient landmarks which your fathers have set. It's past time. It's high time. It's our time to redig the wells of our fathers and rid them of doubt and dead doctrine of religion and rhetoric and reclaim our rightful spiritual inheritance and our lost power and anointing. Jeremiah 2 weeps, weeping prophet. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they have hewn out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that hold no water. It's time to redig the wells. It's time to clear away the dust, get rid of the dirt, throw off the stones that have choked off the fountains of living water and the floodgates of faith. The wells of the Apostle Paul and Martin Luther were revolutionary, disturbing the individual and disrupting the church. So it was in Geneva under Calvin. So it was in Germany under Luther. In England under Wesley, Ian Bounds dug a well and proclaimed the absolute necessity of prevailing prayer. John Wesley paved a highway of holiness, dug a well of truth that every professing Christian in the world should seek to discover. Charles Finney renounced religion, dug a well that burst forth into a mighty revival. Martin Luther denounced the doctrine of salvation by works, dug a well and shouted, the just shall live by faith. Well, I pray that you were with me earlier in today's broadcast. So many are calling in right now with their generous Christ-like gifts of compassion for our Bridge of Hope outreach. The situation right now in South Sudan is, in a word, dire. Young children are dying, dying of hunger, dying of famine. As many as 300,000 face acute malnutrition and may not make it without your help. Please. Don't delay, don't put it off, because they don't have a moment to spare. The Bridge of Hope, South Sudan, $40,000 emergency matching challenge will double the impact of your gift today and help supply 100,000 life-sustaining, family-rescuing meals this Christmas season. Your gift of only $48 
$48. Let it sink into you, please. Your gift of only $48 will double in impact to feed not only one family, but two dying families in South Sudan. Help lift up the world's youngest nation in the middle of economic disaster and uncertainty. A gift of $144, $144 will double in impact to feed six starving families. Don't delay, please don't put it off. This matching challenge comes to an end on November 29th. Please don't let another minute pass by. They simply cannot wait. Call now. You can become a lifeline of help and hope to a starving family in South Sudan today. It'll be recorded in heaven, you know. You'll get your reward soon and very soon. You can also write to me or visit rodparsley.com. Your gift may never have a greater impact than it can during this Christmas season. Now I pray that God will bless your heart of compassion to help our brothers and sisters facing a life and death crisis half a world away, but as close to saving as just calling that number right now. More than four million young girls and boys are desperate and dying in South Sudan. The horrific humanitarian crisis is far greater than last year. More than 300,000 children are inching closer to death from famine and severe malnutrition. We must rush life-saving food to the families of South Sudan as quickly as possible. Today, the Bridge of Hope $40,000 Matching Challenge will double the impact of your gift through November 29th. $48 doubles to feed two families. A generous gift of $96 doubles to feed four families. For a limited time, a gift of under $1,000 will help feed 40 families in South Sudan. Help as many families as possible survive this famine. This limited $40,000 matching challenge must end on November 29th. Call, write, or give safely online now before it's too late to save the starving children of South Sudan. Behind each statistic is the face of a precious child that you can help save. Call now. We're here 24 hours a day. Or give online at rodparsley.com. Well, revival fires are burning bright and continuing right here at World Harvest Church in Columbus, Ohio. The life-transforming power of Pentecost is ablaze also in our City Harvest Network churches around the world. Listen to this. In the 96% Muslim nation of Pakistan, City Harvest Network has just opened another three churches this month alone and provided their pastors with a brand new motorbike, a portable sound system to reach as many as possible in all those surrounding villages for Christ. And Valor Christian College graduate is pastoring several of those brand new churches. And I want to encourage every pastor, every pastor, it's never been more vital 
to get connected with those of precious light faith. If you'd like more information about City Harvest Network, and I'm sure you do, just call or visit cityharvest.network. I'll see you here next time where the fire of revival is blazing. Hope you're part of it every day.